What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? This is another edition of Unsolicited Advice coming at you uh, from Lenox Avenue. Uh, I'm with my co-host, my main man, my dude, uh, Evan August. What's up, man? Right here. And luckily, Dr. Deem has blessed us with his presence. The physio, what is it, the physiotherapist, is that the word we're going with? Well, that's what we say in the UK, but physical therapist. Yeah, that the doctor works. of physical therapy. There we go. Here to... Uh, give us some of his knowledge and everything that he's got. How do you feel? Oh, I feel great, man. Thanks for having me. Um, definitely uh, like to give back in some way. You know, a lot of people hit me up about physical therapy and what it is, what I actually do, how I get started. So I guess this is my little contribution. Well, yeah, so talk about that a little bit. I saw on the Facebook that you were hanging out with some of the Buffalo Bills, you know, during the summer or something like that. Yeah, um, you know, when people think of physical therapy, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, like sports medicine, work with pros. And I tell you what, I got a little bit of that glimmer in my eye. I was like, shit, I want, I want to work with, I want to work professional athletes. Like, that should be cool. Mm-hmm. So what did I do? I just reached out to every team. Um, literally, like, I just cold called and cold emailed every physical therapist, trainer on every team, NBA. Every sport? Wow. Every sport. Um, and it was weird. Like, people like, how would you find out their emails? Literally, I would see their name as, like, Alex Smith, head trainer for like the Jets. I would put a Smith at NewYorkJets.com. That's funny. And then, <laughs> and I would see if that would go through. I get like a response email, be like, "Sorry, that email did not go through." I'm like, "Fuck." <laughs> so then I'll do like the full name, like Alex Smith at New York Jets, and then that wouldn't go through. I'd do that until they went through. And that's crazy. To be honest with you, I got back about three emails from. Um, can we talk about that? I got back one from the Brooklyn Nets, which okay. is cool because you know I went to went to school. I got my physical therapy degree in Brooklyn. Shout out Jeremy Lin. Uh, gosh, <laughs> they're then, better with him. Better now, with Darren him. Williams is still on the team. Then this is uh, it's about two years ago. Boy, they suck. Um, <laughs> it's true, but you know I did have a little bit of an in. Um, uh, a good uh, a good friend of mine from Manhasset High School. Shout out to M Set. <laughs> fucking has it um <laughs> talk he, about uh, that later <laughs> he was uh he was a strength coach and he was just you know a good friend you know a fellow black professional he's a uh haitian student and Shout he out. went to liu uh he got his physical therapy degree from there and i just kept in close in contact with him and then one day i realized he's working with the denver broncos i was like oh shit oh it's crazy like, this is this is cool so i was like tell me what i gotta do to do this he goes all right this is what you do you send your resume so basically, this is the official way to do this. Instead of just cold calling, cold calling <laughs> he's like, uh, type a resume cover letter for every team, mail it around like, this is probably around, I did this around the fall mm-hmm. of 2015, so I could go to training camp 2016, and and boom. So I did that, and the first team that called me was the Buffalo Bills. Wow. Um, honestly, they called me, I was in class, I was in lab, and... I just saw this number and it said like Buffalo, New York, like on my call ID on my iPhone. I'm like, the fuck do I know from Buffalo? <laughs> and he's like, oh, this is Sean Gibson from the Buffalo Bills. And I was like, oh, I'm in the middle of class. I just, I just ran out of class. I was like, I was talking to him and he was excited to kind of have me in. So he had me in a little phone interview. I was like, wow, this is really going to happen. So yeah. And I ended up hearing from Chicago Bears Ooh. and Jacksonville Jaguars. And yeah, and I actually heard back from other teams all saying 
No, we are. Sorry, <laughs> positions are full. But <laughs> New York Giants was the most interesting one. So they sent me basically a rejection letter saying I didn't get the position. But then they had the people who did get the position. What schools they went to? I was like, I don't give a fuck about these people. That's like, crazy. I didn't get it. But I found out who I found who's intern was gonna be there. And I was like, it's like getting a job interview like in Manhattan and be like, yeah, you didn't get the job. But guess all these people who did. I was yeah. like, who does that? And I was like, what? Yeah, I did not ask for this. So fast, fast forward to training camp, man. I'll tell you what. It was it was a blast. Um, we were up in Rochester. Um, I, I was decked out in Bills gear. Um, you know, day one, and I was with a bunch of interns. We're all excited, like, yeah, man, we're about to do this. Like, you know, working the training camp is great. Got to meet all the players from day mm. one, and wow. honestly, they're all pretty cool, pretty humble. Favorite player? Um, on the Bills, Marquise Goodwin. Uh, He's, running back. Uh, wide receiver. Wide receiver signed He's to the 49ers. 49ers. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Me and him. We we're both long jumpers in college. Crazy. So, uh, I mean, I, I I know of him. I've been following him ever since, you know, he broke the high school record in the long jump. He, owns the, he still owns the record, I believe. He oh, must wow. have blushed when you told feet, him that. T- 26 feet, 10 inches. But no, I, I came up to him because, you know, he what, actually. What was your PR? Oh, what was my PR? 24 feet, 2 inches. Crazy. Personal record so, for non-athletes. So that's, uh, <laughs> I mean, when I did that, I was proud. But then I'm like, I compare myself to Marquise. I'm like, fuck, this guy's jumping 28 feet, like. Crazy four feet difference, Crazy. but no, nah, me and him we bonded right away. I told him I ran track, and I actually were at meets that he competed. Mm. I mean, I never competed again one on one head to head. Yeah, I mean, he would blow me out of the water. <laughs> you know, he's my height, my build. He actually weighed a little less than me, and I was like, just springy. I know a football player who's smaller than me in the NFL, but he has world class speed. So it's, yeah, it's totally different. <laughs> but yeah, him a close second, I'd probably say would be shady. Of course, um, yeah. He's a cool guy. He came up to me day one, and he was like, "Yo, Sean, yo, had a brother. <laughs> yo, what's good, man? My name's Shady. I'm like, I am some Shady. I'm Kadeem. Yo, I like this guy. I was like, and I was only a few times I spoke to him. He's a superstar, but he's cool like, guy. He came up to me and introduced himself. I was like, that that's was crazy. Cool. But he's um, like, you better not let me get injured. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, he got this up, contract. He ended up getting injured like crazy. I drafted him. Drafted him on all my fantasy teams. That's pretty dope. Everyone was like, played well. They're like, what the fuck pretty are you solid. doing? I was like. Yo, draft shady. I was like, everyone's like, fuck that. I drafted him first round, all my leagues. <laughs> Fucking crushed it. I was like, I was like, I saw him in training camp. This guy looked like butter. I was like, offensive line was clicking. I was like, yeah. I'm Yo, that's it. cheating. That's like you can't, I, you can't I do know. that in fantasy. But in my league, my main league is my friend who works with the Denver Broncos. Fair enough. So, yeah, fuck that guy. He's he has all the inside information. He's a commissioner. Right? Oh man. But he only had like two Denver players all year, so. So whatever, but yeah, that was it was fun. But I'll tell you what, I found out it wasn't a dream job for me, really quick. Okay. Um, it's more than a job. Uh-huh. Like at that level, it's you gotta be passionate. Um, so my my schedule as an intern, uh, five forty five in the morning, <sighs> um, we'd have to start clean up, athletic trainer room, get it prepped. Uh, they want to spick and span. They're very detail oriented. Like literally, all we had the roll, all the rolls of tape had to be organized, and all the stations had to be ready for when the players come in. Like it had just had to look pretty, wow. even though it was gonna look like shit in like 20 minutes. I'm just like, that's like a football thing, pride thing. But like we would literally work till like 10 o'clock every day, 5:45 to 10 p.m. every day. Damn. Wait. Uh, tilt tilt the mic towards you. Just you're telling a great story. So I'm able to hear it. But uh, yeah. So like it was just really. Really, really uh, long days. And I was like, there's no work-life balance. It's just work. Wow. And 
it's no the family a lives for the trainers is like a lot of them are either divorced or they just never got married. And I was just like, is this going to be me? I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some that do that, but I'm like, you work pretty much seven days a week during the season. I mean, that's crazy. The Lord's day. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's football's day. That's your, that's one of the busiest days of the year. <laughs> that's crazy. Like, you know what I mean? And you're practicing throughout the week. I mean, maybe like half a day on a Monday after the game, a guy's recovering and beat up and got meetings. But I was like, no, it's not, not for me. And you're at the mercy of 32 locations. There's only 32 teams in the league. I mean, if you're blessed with the Jets or Giants, but it's in dirty Jersey, like I don't, wanna, I don't want to live there. <laughs> so, and I was like, you know, like I really, you know, I, I live in Brooklyn. And I was like, no, I, I just, I don't want to be at the mercy of the NFL team to determine where I work and the hours and like, just not for me. Like it just, uh, and I, and it's funny cause I spoke to the other interns mm. and I was like, Oh, you guys want to work in the NFL? And they're all just like, nah. I was like, but it pays well. Right. And they're like, yeah, but like, you have like no life. And I was like, damn, but they don't even want to do it. Why the yeah. fuck would I want to do it? Which why I guess people just really like the sport then to, yeah, you know, and that's what I learned is guys just like have a real, real deep passion for football. I just want to be in and, and, and it's great. Like, you know, I was on the field, uh, for two preseason games and, uh, it's like a big picnic. What is a pick football pick? man on the sideline? Oh, look like it's a lot of fun. I'm honestly, yo, it, it, it was. I mean, the if no one gets injured, it's pretty smooth day. You know, it's just like all right, woo. <laughs> you know, like everyone just claps their hands. Like all right, that was that was an easy day. But like you know, if someone gets hurt, it's just like oh man. Talk about that. It sucks the energy. Was, yeah, explain the energy being sucked out and that dude's career um, and all the stuff. Man. I mean, I didn't see any serious serious injuries, but um, let's see. The, so the last regular season game, Jets first Bills. At okay. uh, MetLife, I got a chance to work that game, and uh, I was a little. I'm a big Jets fan, so like I was trying to contain it, <laughs> and basically, so I was a water boy for the game. So I just I got on the run on the field every time out. Crazy. And one time out, like I ran by Darrell Revis, I'm like I stopped, and I was just like, <laughs> I just kept running. I was like, Darrell Revis. I was like, I mean, even though he sucked this season, but I was like, oh man, that was just like, <laughs> has he been signed? Uh, I mean, I think the, he has a, I think the Pats will just get him for cheap. No, I think he he's a jet for, he's a jet for life, man. They they locked him up, but he's sucking. But I'll tell you what, he was smart because the Jets let him go. He came back. He said, "Give me the money." They gave him the money. Now he's just chilling. He said he left and got that ring with your yep, rival. Yep, yep, and he's chilling. But man, that was that was surreal for me. But I'll tell you what, the Bills. So Lashawn got hurt early in the game, and the Bills basically had to bench Tyrod because he had some injury contract clause that if he got hurt they had to pay him like 20 million dollars yeah so like he was like upset and i was like oh boy and i'm just on the sideline just like man the energy is just drained out of here man and then they just started sucking turning the ball over wow. i think uh mike gillisey like he fumbled a kickoff and the jets scored off the like he fumbled in the end zone and like didn't pick it up and the Jets just picked it up and scored a touchdown i was like yeah the game is over <laughs> but like it's weird because like momentum swings in football like i'm sure like a college it's even bigger like these stadiums are large but like in the nfl you still feel it to some degree even For though sure. it was a garbage game because mm-hmm. it didn't no one was playing for the playoffs but you still felt that well the funny thing is and this is my ex- uh, experience doing line judging for high school football uh-huh. so it's <laughs> sort of like you it's close, close uh but the thing you realize like when a team's game they're ass beaten it's so much more different in football because it's just the whole physicalness of it just every play you're just like start getting on each other it's like i realize just losing in football is a completely different beast than like non-contact sports oh yeah um a lot of cursing uh in the nfl compared to high school for sure uh <laughs> Players cursing at coaches, coaches cursing at players. Crazy. 
and it's funny because like you know NFL films like they record like sideline like banter and like they have the guy with like the thing holding up and I was like they must edit the crap yeah <laughs> right? NFL films like, <laughs> I remember the word is a curse word right now I remember losing like even like the athletic trainers were like fuck this oh the water and I'm like oh man everyone's just upset and I'm just there just like <laughs> neutral like but but the funny thing is that's why that's why the sound effects guy has that like satellite so right. he can like hone in on like anything that's right, not a right. curse it's so funny. But um, that was a great experience. But um, yeah, not for me. So I was an athlete, went sports medicine, tried out. Glad it was just an internship, not a job. So oh, walked enough. away peacefully. Well, so what's one thing? Kind of notice that whenever like players get hurt, I'm more I watch more of the NBA, and see it in the track a lot too. Whenever players get hurt, there's always like kind of like uh, assumptions about who they are as people. Like oh, they're not just take, they're not taking it seriously, or this person will never get healthy. Um, I'm thinking about like for example uh, Joe Kim Noah New York hates Joe Kim Noah right now because he signed that $18 million contract and now he's got the torn rotator cuff on top of I think he needs another knee surgery so people are like how does that even how does that even happen especially when he was cleared everybody's like he's 100% fine you know so how does that even how does that happen well I'll tell you what playing a professional sport is not easy by any means mm-hmm. um I mean, you no. Know, people play their sports at their level, and they're like, "Oh, you know, I got through Nick Free, you know, no injuries, no or injuries had, for me." Or <laughs> no, I, I seriously oh. look down upon people who have injuries. I really do. <laughs> oh my god, I, I was injury riddled. I was like questioning myself, like, should I be playing sports? But like, you know, honestly, is a degree of luck. Mm. Uh, especially a sport like basketball, people underestimate like these big guys down the road, like Joe Kim, they're just banging big bodies all day. Like, mm. it takes a toll on the body. I mean, and these basketball players, they just have very long levers. Like, their arms are long. Their knees are – I mean, their legs are long. And, you know, it's just like – they just different forces affect them differently. Mm-hmm. And just day in and day out, it'll, it'll be down to somebody. So, I mean, to, to judge if someone's faking it or not or is it serious or not, I mean, if LeBron's flopping, he's flopping. <laughs> uh, you know, like, and it's getting it's getting really bad. Like, he's my favorite player. My he won <laughs> so much. Like, I love LeBron, but sometimes you flop. So, I'm like, that was unnecessary. Like, was that – Value you're trying to get like worth it for the <laughs> game like you guys are up by like 20 like, why are you flopping <laughs> you know but um but no i mean it, it's case by case and and uh joe kim like uh if people see i know i have an instagram following uh dr deem and people check out dr deem definitely yes follow dr deem facebook instagram twitter um people i posted a picture of me and joe kim noah mm-hmm. um because i was uh i was working uh i was working in chicago at the time uh, a place called react physical therapy I was doing my last clinical rotation to finish up my uh, doctorate in physical therapy. And Joachim's a regular patient there. Um, <laughs> I, t- I took a picture with him. Uh, I was like, yo, do you mind if I post it? And he's like, yeah, sure. He was really cool about it. Poly really? prep. Went oh, to poly yeah. prep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's from, he's from yeah. Queens. He's from here. You know, it's funny because we gave him, we gave him the, uh, his iPad to put in the music for the mm-hmm. clinic. He puts on Nas. He's like, yeah, Crazy. man, got to represent. That's <laughs> really awesome. I was like, yep. <laughs> but then... Um, you know, he's he's a sweet guy. Like, he was so humble. Mm-hmm. Like, he's really I, didn't, I didn't work with him too much directly, but, like, anything he asked him to do, he did it. You know, his guy was focused on getting getting back and do what he had to do. But, um, you know, he's someone who really tried. Mm-hmm. So, if, people, like, try to, like, introspect into athletes' lives. Like, you don't really know until you're, you're there. You know, you're in their posse. Because, uh, tell you what, like, this is their livelihood. This is their jobs. Like, yeah. Trust me, believe it or not, whether or not it might look that way, behind closed doors, you don't know what happens. Like, so mm-hmm. much goes on, and, you know, like, especially off-season players get their treatment, like, probably outside the team, and, you know, like, 
them seeking some help from someone else means that they're serious. You mm-hmm. know, very few players that go somewhere and just bullshit. You know, like, and he was definitely someone that I got to know for a little bit. And you know, if people bash him, you know, the shame on them because mm. I guarantee they don't even know the guy. He's a really, really, really cool guy, class act. Um, so. without mentioning names or anything, but in your past or in the therapist circle. Like, is there anyone that's famous for, like, going super hard during therapy or not going as hard? Because, like, there was talks of, like, A. Pete's when he went to Dr. Andrews. Like, he looked at his leg and said, he's never seen this before. And A. Pete's was just immediately into rehab and then got the rushing record of all time. Like, is, <laughs> yeah. there, is there anything like that? He's, that he's definitely an outlier. And, you know, in my experience, I don't – I can't think of any too many super go-hard people. But, like, it's funny you mentioned Adrian Peterson because I always give the comparison. Adrian Peterson, Derek Rose. Like, yeah. those are the two ACL surgeries that just people, like, in the last 10 years just seem to fixate on. Yeah. And I tell patients, like, what's the difference between Adrian Peterson and Derek Rose? Both had ACL injuries. I mean, Derek Rose went on having multiple injuries, yeah. meniscus surgeries, and that's unfortunate. But from the first initial one, I was like, Adrian Peterson was, like, I think six months, and Derek Rose ended up being, like, 18 months. I was like, you know, sports medicine nowadays is really great. I was like, what was the difference between the two? I mean, maybe the people, their circle, their influences, but the main thing was mentality. You know, like Adrian Peterson, people just knew that he was just a hard-nosed guy. Like, he'll do whatever he wants. This guy runs through, like, linemen. Like, this guy's just a monster. And Derrick Rose, you know, from what I've heard, didn't have a long history of injuries. Like, that's, like, foreign to him. So, like... Recovering from that would have been really, really, really tough. Yeah, he was like, I'm just going to eat these gummy bears. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you know, it's funny because, uh, you know, I asked Joe Kim about, like, how things were with the Bill. I mean, the the Bulls, because he was the Bulls at the time when I, when I was seeing him. And um, he, d- he didn't really talk too much because it's not really his business to talk. But because um, I believe that Derek Rose brought over the athletic, uh, the physical therapist that helped him recover from his ACL. They hired her oh, wow. uh, for the Bills, but uh, got rid of her after he left the Bills. <laughs> oh, the Bulls. So, <laughs> so uh, I, don't, I don't know if that speaks to how well she did, but you know, and, and you know, it's it's just a mixed bag, you know. Uh, like I I do think like there's a lot more than the physical component. Mm-hmm. That's basically what I'm trying to get at. That there is, I believe, a psychosocial component uh-huh. to recovering from sports or sports injuries, and it's not purely the physical. Like, yeah, you can go to the best doctor, get the best therapist, but you know. There's certain variables that we can only influence so much, you know. Other than that, it's like the Gatorade says the best. Is it in you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, do you have the mental capacity to push past those barriers? The uh-huh. barriers are more than just physical. So that's why. That's why when I think of those two injuries, and I have an ACL patient, I was like, you "Are you gonna Gatorade. be a Derrick Rose, or are you gonna be an Adrian Peterson?" <laughs> and I'm like, "You better be a better be a fucking Adrian Peterson. <laughs> like, don't be no Derrick Rose. You can leave my office." <laughs> No, so this is like just a personal question because I watched Derrick Rose like damn near all of his games, trying to get into the playoffs didn't didn't work out too well. But when you watch him jump, also I wonder how much of this you guys do when you're like helping athletes recover. Like when you watch him jump, he's always coming down on that one leg, you know. So whatever recovery he did do, however much work he did put in, like that's a lot of pressure jumping up and down, coming down on one leg all the time. Like that's gonna strain anybody. So I wonder, right. do you guys ever help people with like? form or maybe techniques like that or so yeah something that uh at least as a physical therapist at least at least for myself and uh we, we consider ourselves movement specialists mm-hmm. like we mm-hmm. look at movement we're on one of the few professions that like will really break down someone's movement and kind of optimize it whether you know 
joints aren't moving the way they are or joints aren't stabilizing the way they are. And a sport like basketball, landing mechanics mm. is is like essential because yeah. these guys are going up rebounds, jump shots, like they're just constantly going up and down. Mm. Where there's one leg or two leg, it depends on the movement, you know? Like I'm not saying that, oh, you need to land on um, two legs because sometimes you're just in a position to land on one, but mm. it's how well you land on that one leg mm. that's really important. So one example that comes to me is uh, RG3, um, mm. switching sports, but Robert Griffin III. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, he tore his ACL mm. or he had his ACL issues. But if you look at the film of his combine, of the NFL combine testing, so one thing we look for in landing is called valgus collapse. So what? The valgus collapse. I'll I explain a little bit. Okay. <laughs> the valgus collapse is basically like doing like a sissy jump or a girl jump. <laughs> where it looks like your knees come together, like they buckle right before you jump off. So like oh. jump, like go in and they go out. So that is usually a sign of poor motor control coming mm. from the hips. And usually that's a precursor for like an ACL type injury. Mm-hmm. So I've seen a bunch of articles and I've seen the film of him at the NFL combine doing jumps and his sprints. And it's just that you see Valgus collapse all over. Like he mm. was a ticking time bomb. Like nobody addressed some of the issues he had. And it was no wonder that he ended up getting sustaining an ACL injury non-contact. He's well, also um, like almost as theatrical as LeBron is. It's just LeBron can afford to do it because he's like 260. And <laughs> yeah. And like Robert, Robert Griffin gets hit. He flies. Yeah. But, I mean, some people, I think they're out to get him. They hit him so hard. But <laughs> And LeBron has a couple of rings. He, RG3. Yeah. People, people don't like RG. Unfair. Fairly unfair. They're I mean, not rooting for him. I still got a place in the heart for him. He ran track and field. He was a NCAA champion in the 400 hurdles. So. Special. He was actually. That's yeah, yeah. He did. Uh, I think 2009. What do you run? You uh, I think he ran sub 50. Dude, much faster than I did. <laughs> yeah, he, he's <laughs> what? 48. 48. I think he might have ran. He's yeah, that'll do it. He was a beast. That'll do it. It's 400 hurdles like the hurdle competition, or is like a short distance. No, one? I think like, 110 like, hurdles yeah, is much more popular. Is more, imp- is more like what's like the popular? 100 in hurdles? Like what are the 110 hurdles? The 110 hurdles like. That's it. Yeah. What's yeah. what's a good time in that? Like, what's the sub ten one? What's you the, want to go sub thirteen. Yeah. Sub-13. In the Olympic level, you're going sub thirteen. What Aries Merritt has the record with what twelve? Twelve point eight. Yeah, something, something like that. Right. Else. Yeah. Something crazy. There's like a crazy video of him watch uh, racing John Wall and just dusting him. Oh like I love that. God. If people don't know, track speed is different than regular speed. People don't know. People don't. Know. I mean, I tell you, like Marquise on the Bills. Uh-huh. Like some of the guys hated playing him because they're like, oh. Fuck you, because the track guy. He ran yeah, that like, fly. He was running a fly around. Um. My favorite play of the year. He burnt Darrell Rivas. Like, <laughs> yeah, I remember. It was, that. A, it was the first game. They had like the color rush, like the uh, colorblind game. Like <laughs> you got the green and the blue. <laughs> I mean the red, the red and the green. And he just ran a fly route. And I saw Tyrod cock it back. I was like, oh, he's gonna hit my boy Marquise. And like he just ran and Rivas was. Rivas played him well, but he just got burnt. <laughs> it's just, it's just a goal round. I was like, you know, you can't teach that level speed. Yeah. Like, you really, really, really can't. Then the, the Jets, yeah, the Jets come back and win that. Uh, yeah, the Jets did come back to win. I mean, Fitzpatrick looked good that game. Oh, gosh. Anyway, sorry, I don't want to relive the scene. Yeah, I know, right? But, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, track speed is just so different. So I'm glad that like, people can see and appreciate that. Yeah, for real. So people are like, oh, yeah. Uh, remember Chris Johnson? Remember that football Chris player? Johnson, yes. like, yeah, he'll football be Usain, speed, right? he'll be Usain Bolt. No, that was dumb. I hated that. I hated that. Kidding that me? You saying Bull could eat like but a week, uh, like a month's worth of like Krispy Kreme donuts, easy, and still hop on the track and easy. beat him? 
and pull up at the end like he did in the Olympics. That's like, why I hate. Not like, close. No, he wouldn't even get. This is what people don't understand. He wouldn't even get in the finals. No. Like, not, you're disrespecting mm. my man Tyson Gay. Like, you're yeah, disrespecting. Not, not even. Like, Johan Blake. Not like, even the slightest. Like, it wouldn't even be. Cl- and people will hit me up, like, seriously. Oh, did you see this? I've seen him. He's pretty quick. You know, if he trains, I was like, no. No. no, no who was the last person they no. suggested, like, that? To, that could be Usain Bolt? Or that just that normal athlete in, like, the four major sports who could, like, be a good track star. People say Cristiano Ronaldo. What the hell? Uh, I've heard a few whispers, and I'm like, no. Yeah, he's I mean, a great nothing. soccer player, but he can do like the jumping shit. And Maybe, stuff Maybe not even. Probably not. Even. not. No, because soccer, soccer athleticism is completely different than what yeah, we usually like value in like American sports. You know, it's like it's like a, like, a lot of endurance, and like weird. It's like size and endurance, like choppy. Yeah, but it's running. not like anything I think translates to track. Really, well, you still got to be quick, but right, exactly. Yeah. But. Don't get me wrong. Just being track fast is not enough for all those other sports. That's Just, true. Justin yeah. Gatlin tried football, and God, he was awful. Nowhere. <laughs> I was checking the things too. He had like the fast, one of the fastest forties, and then like dead last everything. My God, I was like, no yeah. lateral speed. Horrible. Yeah. <laughs> to to cross train, I tried to try out for our, our school's rugby team one time. Okay. Everybody was so excited. Like, Yo, we got the track guy. They'd be doing those run around the cone drills. Uh huh. My legs do not move that way. No. <laughs> just don't they, move they in they that direction. Sideways, just yeah, just can't. Just straight. <laughs> <laughs> um, we all. What you don't might not know about Dr. Deem, he talked about it a little bit though. High school track star, college D one athlete. Talk about that experience being a high school track star in Manhasset. Oh boy, Long uh, Island track star. I don't even know if I can call myself that, but you went to a Penn Relays. Not yeah. everybody got to go to Penn Relays for long jump. That's crazy. That's a huge achievement. You know, uh, track and field. The way it came to me, so I was a big baseball player. Mm-hmm. I remember one summer. This was uh, the summer of after eighth grade, so after middle school. I was a little pudgy, little pudgy kid <laughs> playing in the outfield. Like I loved baseball. I mean, it was a slow game. Take my time. And then uh, my older cousins who used to run track. He would still train in my, my high school. Manhattan has high school in Long Island. And one day he was like, oh, Kenny, why don't you get on the track? I was like, no, nah, I don't want to. I don't like running. He's like, yeah, but you know, you lose some, you lose some weight. Because <laughs> of Frank. And I'm like, well, well, damn. <laughs> He's like, you want to be fast? You want to be fast to steal bases? I'm like, yeah, yeah of course. So that was the day I never touched a baseball mitt again. Crazy. And I was on the track. Uh, my track coach at the time was a guy named Edward Gogo Lovelace. What a name! Yeah, that's a- <laughs> uh, yeah. He was uh, he was the man, Eddie Lovelace. He, he was, was also uh, a Disney character, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> he was uh, he was a local uh, sprint champion in uh, Hempstead, Long Island. Uh, he went to Olympic trials, uh, ran for Arizona State. But he was the catalyst to me ever doing track. Mm-hmm. He was the first one, and I was running just you know just to run. And man, I used to puke. I hated going. Yeah, man. I remember those summer days on that track, no shade. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> like actual question because I can ask both of you guys as athletes. The whole puking thing, I felt like the times I've puked, it's because I was kind of like, I'm gonna puke and get at it. Like it wasn't like an actual volunteer. It was a I voluntary action. So people throw up for different reasons. So you have people like Kadeem who work out hard and then their body just kind of like eventually like I'm gonna puke. Yeah, I think when I did, cause I used to puke after every race. I think it was my well, literally anxiety. Out, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think I just got so nervous, like, running. Like, oh, my God. Oh, I hope I don't lose. Terrence is going to beat my ass. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 I would finish. Because Terrence, Terrence is also a mutual friend. Uh, All-American high school. Uh, Olympic trials for Jamaica. Very, very talented individual. We were on the 4 by 8 relay. There were some relays that are bigger at our bigger races where I'd be like, Terrence, I don't know. Do you know what these guys run? 
I want to know I can make sure, like, prepare myself. He's like, listen, if you're last in that pack, I'm not going to take the baton from you. I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> so make sure. <laughs> oh, boy. You can't say that to Terrence. In that day, I was like, okay, okay. All right, but okay. You didn't, didn't answer my question, though. Um, <laughs> you know, so it's different for, I don't think anybody pukes to get out of races. Like, I don't know if people do that. I think when I puked, it was like, I feel sick. And I'm like, I might as well, I might as well just do it. <laughs> like, but, oh, it's interesting. I'll give you guys my two cents on puking. And it's not like super medical or anything. I mean, me back in the day puking, just because the work capacity was so hard for me. You know, I didn't really time my, my diet with my training. That shit just came out. Mm. <laughs> now, my problem is the coaches who train just to get athletes to puke. It's like, well, what's your why? Yeah. Like, are you training them just so hard to like mentally make them tough? Or is your workout just that hard and that demanding for their bodies that they're puking? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, are you just... It, it, if it happens, it happens. But like, if your goal is to like, yeah, I mean, I'm an athlete puke today. He worked hard. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. no, you don't, you don't want him to puke. Like, that's, that shouldn't be the point. But if it happens, it happens, you know. And um, me in uh, eighth grade, running like for the first time ever on track. Yeah, hell yeah, I was gonna puke. Yeah, and I puked a lot. Puked off the pounds. <laughs> that that nice. really didn't happen. So if you think I was gonna lose weight, please don't do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then. Um, from from there, uh, I picked up uh, triple jump of all the, of all the events. It just that was it. Yeah. What's the triple jump? So basically, jump tri- triple jump is basically you look like a ballerina and you jump in the sand. Mm-hmm. That's that's basically triple jump. So three times, three yeah. times. So pe- people always know long jump where you just like run and then there's like a line you have you can't cross and jump. Yeah. So triple's the same, except the line's a little bit further back, <coughs> and you do what's called a hop, a skip, and then jump into the pit. Mm-hmm. So, approximately the line would be in high school. I'd probably say these days are probably like twenty eight feet away. And those days, I was jumping like thirty two feet. So I was like just making it into the board, like literally like thirty two, like twenty feet away. I'm like, shit, am I really gonna make it if I do only three jumps? Like, can I do a fourth? And I'm like, all right, one, two, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> Woo! I was close. <laughs> and like, I get like thirty two feet. Like, this is like my freshman year. Like, yeah, I'm killing it. And then like, I look at like the senior girls, like. 36 feet. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? There's girls here beating me. I don't do this shit anymore. So honestly, that that really kind of got me motivated a little bit. And for the next three years, I trained my butt off. Next year, I think my best was like 38 feet. And I was like, oh, I'm getting kind of good. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, I made it to States, New York State Championship. Mm-hmm. And I think my best was 44 feet. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And then in my state division, I came in, I believe I came in eighth. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going all in. Fuck this shit. I'm going all in. Next year, my PR was 47 feet, six and a half inches, came second New York State championship. Um, and that was, for me, it was just like a surreal moment. Like, whoa, guess I'll work hard at this. I could be really good. And I got recruited late because, you know, I shined as a senior. Uh, some of the schools that recruited me, Sacred Heart, uh, Penn State. Yeah, the Penn State. And the Penn State, State yeah. University of New York at Albany. Uh, of course, Penn State was like, fuck yeah, I'm being Nittany Lion. We are. But um, I was getting recruited by the coach, and he stopped contacting me. And I was like, man. Why? He also sucked dicks. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? And I was like, oh, man, don't get me started on uh, Sandusky. Because <laughs> I was actually at camp, Penn State camp, when Sandusky was actively doing his child touching. Damn. Me and my brother. Like that was the height. No, during during the height of his child touching days, I was a child at Penn State camp. Yeah. 
Wow. Credits to you for surviving. Wow. And, uh, oh, thanks. Survivor's out. remorse over there. You know, I really <laughs> didn't realize until like afterwards, um, someone was, the, the person who helped me go to the camp, who got me the invite, she was like, oh, you know, by the way, uh, thank God you made it out from Penn State camp. I was like, why? What do you mean? I was like, oh, Kadeem, you do know, realize you were there when Sandusky was uh, crazy. <laughs> he, uh, he boys. It. And I was like, Really? And they're like, "Did you ever get any special treatment?" He's like, "No, no, I didn't. I promise." But um, yeah, you know, Penn State uh didn't even influence my decision. If I had remembered, I definitely would not have went to Penn State. But I didn't end up going there. Made the best decision of my life. I went to the State University of New York at Albany, and I accepted not a full ride, partial scholarship there, and took off my track and field career to the next level. Hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was that was fun. It was good, good times at uh, upstate New York. Um, I mean, what's the di- like? I feel like so for me, like the difference is, um, I liked high school track because the talent disparity is the biggest you'll ever see in any competition. Like you'll have people doing long jump and like not making the pit, like falling flat on their face. Oh, they had that in college. <laughs> oh, trust me. A few minutes, I was just like, mm-hmm, and oh my God, someone called the EMT. <laughs> but you definitely see more of it in, in high school and it made meets entertaining. Yeah, but then like, once you get to D1, don't you have to like, this is my biggest thing for not wanting to go D1. Doesn't it kind of like take over your life a little bit? Like, um, so I'll break it down a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, if you're on the scholarship, <laughs> you best believe that team doesn't own you but they're going to determine how often you're going to practice how often you're going to the weight room when you're going to the meets yeah because i mean you're on a team you're on a division one team you're representing the school you're helping them bring an income disclaimer track and field brings in almost no income to every university <laughs> except for the university of oregon but um <laughs> so you know they, they in a sense they kind of own you as a student athlete so you're, you're at the mercy of whatever they want to do we're in high school you kind of do whatever you want that's you know, true you know, that's funny. So like, the track and field was like, we should get compensated. They're like, nigga, shut the fuck up. Exactly. <laughs> Every much. They were just yeah, like, no we pads. don't have any money for meals. Like, I'll shut the fuck up. We got a scholarship. Like, but I don't. Like, the person in the back who's not on scholarship is like, I don't have anything. Like, just, just go run. Like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut up. Use your feet. You don't even go here. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and, and it's hard knock life uh, being a track and field athlete in college because uh, I believe at the time when I was in school, they only allowed 12 full scholarships. But somehow we have 50 members. Mm-hmm. So you do the math on that. Like, I tried. I still do. <laughs> I'm like, so so if I was on partial, I know these guys are on full. What you guys are on, like, crackers and cheese? Like, what the hell? <laughs> what the hell? You're still here. And they still have the same responsibilities as a, as a full scholarship athlete. Right. So, like, there's a disparity there. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I didn't have time for a part-time job. Like, I'm putting in over 30 hours a week on the track and field team, plus school, plus studying. And I still got to do well in school or else they put your ass in study hall yeah. if you're not doing good. They're just like, oh, why aren't Man, your grades I good? Wish. <laughs> you wish you were in study hall? Uh, yeah, I like study hall, but go ahead. <laughs> Man, let me tell you, study hall was bane of my existence. It was like mandatory. Just turn your phone off. Do your homework. Well, I don't have any homework. We'll just sit there and do something. I'm like, great. Like, <laughs> I'm going to lose this situation. But um, Pre-Tinder days too, I bet. Pre- oh, man, pre-Tinder days. Well, I was, uh, I was dating. My now fiance then, so I didn't beautiful thing. Didn't didn't partake in any of those great things. <laughs> didn't partake in any of that stuff, but I guess it would have killed time. Uh, anyways, <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, it was it was fun. Um, you, you had to make it fun in a different sense when you're in college because uh, it's all about pretty much winning. You want to win conference championship, whereas high school it's more individual. Like I want to do good and I have to do good. It wasn't like a team event in high school. It was more like. 
oh, like, this guy's really good at the 400. This guy's really good at the 55-meter dash. Where in college, like, every meet, like, you're scoring points mm-hmm. to win that meet. You know, so you have less people participating, but the competition's higher. Yeah. And um, Name on the front of the jersey, not um, the back of the No, you know, tarp. I didn't even have my name on the back of the jersey. It's just you don't do that Albany. on singlets. You don't do that singlets. on Yeah, they, yeah they, they don't do that in... Um, but no names. In a, maybe like... Just numbers. At the championship, they yeah, might have, have like your number, and it'll be like, Howell. Yeah. But And your number's never the same. Yeah, every meet's different. Yeah. Or like the meet will have like it's a bib for like, like NCAA championship, or it'll be like... The Great Dane Classic, or be yeah. like New York Championship, and then the number bib. Also, uh, less medals in college. I didn't like that. Less, less, uh, less medals. Well, I don't know about you. I had a shit ton of medals. You just from college? Yeah, yeah. From college, damn. I got, yeah. I got none. Yeah, um, that just because you don't win. Sorry. All right, dude. That's <laughs> not why we brought you here. <laughs> no, I, I got, I got, a, I got a good uh, collection of medals, and those, those are ones that I, uh, I guess I cherish the most because. Is the highest level, I guess, for me competing, mm-hmm. and uh, a couple golds. I think I won my conference championship five times. My school record was winning it six times individually, and I was like, Crazy. "Shit, um, that sucked." But um, and I won a few like other like regional championships. Uh, oh, actually, no, I didn't win. I came in third at two of them. So you know, those are cons- significant medals. I mean, definitely weren't easy. Mm-hmm. Definitely had to work hard for them. But um, yeah, it was good. I mean, most of my high school ones, like some of them, are, like plastic. Yeah, I'm just like kind of threw them out. I was like, <laughs> or like a ribbon. I was like, oh, I don't want that. I want something real. And I got like a real medals, and like I'll bite it just to make sure it's like, ding. I'm like, there we go. But um, yeah, you know, definitely um, humbled me going competing in college and knowing that like, could even you're good, but you're not that good. Mm. Like you're not Olympic good. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Like, so for me, the decision was easy because you're D three. You haven't run a healthy race in three years, and you wake up with leg sores, so you're 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 done. But like for somebody who's winning their conference championships, who's mm-hmm. actually you know dominating, almost nearly second setting school records in terms of winning, you asshole. What mm-hmm. is how how do you make that actually? How do you actually make that decision in terms of okay, this is not in my future? Well, you know, I had small goals. My small goals were to place like on my school's top ten. Mm-hmm. No, I want to leave my stamp. Um, when I left, I believe I was only on the top five for the school's long jump. And th- since then, I've been bumped down like five times. I know these kids are just getting better and better. <laughs> so um, so that didn't happen. But that was my ultimate goal. I mean, place at like a national championship definitely was. But mm. in terms of pro aspects, no, not something that appealed <laughs> to me. I mean, track and field life is hard. Um, you got like a full-time job. I mean, you're only competing so often. Yeah. Um, it didn't like like not saying I need a lucrative job or anything, but it just it no it wasn't my end goal at any point. Like I did track, it got me to school. That was like my main goal going from high school. I was like, okay, this is an opportunity for me to get school paid for, mm. and yeah, but I ran with it. And um, <laughs> for the first first couple of years, I was just in school, just taking classes, like no major, just like oh you know I'm doing track. Oh yeah, I'm in school. <laughs> uh yeah, freshman year not so great. Um, I think I had a two two GPA, <laughs> and. <laughs> Uh, after my first semester, like that was like the culture shock of college, and my yeah. my coach is like, uh, "I got two jobs." What, what, <laughs> he's like, "What the hell are you doing?" I was like, "Oh, uh, what do you mean?" He's like, "Your GPA, you have two two. You're going to be on mandatory study hall." I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> that's when that's when things came. That's when shit hit the fan and came real. I was like, oh, "I got to get my shit together." <laughs> you know, I was I was a decent student in high school, and then first semester just between like just drinking and just partying and not going to class. I mean, mm-hmm. my roommates were the worst influence. They'd be like, yo, let me see what class are you in. 
Psych 101? Man, that's a textbook class. Just read the textbook and take the test. You'll be all right. It's like, yeah. D plus later. I was like, damn. As someone who teaches Psych roommate. 101, I do not recommend people do that. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> oh, worst decision ever, kids. Be cool. <laughs> go to class. We, Evan and I were talking about it, how like the biggest lie in college is when people will come in and be like, yo, man, I didn't even look. I didn't study today. I'm, I'm going to take a test. I didn't study. And then you do like amazing and you're like, you clearly studied. Yeah. Lie to me. Yeah, don't don't lie to me. I yeah. am stupid. Yeah. Everyone needs to be not lying. Yeah, <laughs> be, be, be real. Keep, keep it 100. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But luckily, got the kick in the butt, became Dr. Deem. That's the one thing I want to know about. What's it like maintaining that Facebook account, or Instagram account, rather? Because you turned around that quick. It was, I'm following Kadeem one day. Dr. Dean trademarked the next and he got thousands of followers, followers and doing all that. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I had a personal Instagram account um, and it's still my personal one, sort of. Uh, I don't know. I got, I got to get my network marketing uh, together. But, um, you know, there was, it was a common theme about, say, end of 2015, 2016, early 2016. So a lot of PTs just posting videos and just of them doing stuff like doing patients doing stuff. And I was like, I, I, I could do this too. <laughs> I, I, could, I could post myself doing exercise and stuff and like little treatment uh, tidbits here and there. So uh, I went on Fiverr.com. I recommend them. And it's funny because like the name Dr. Deem, I came with myself, but I paid five bucks on Fiverr uh-huh. for like business names. Like they give you like, it's like five bucks. I got about like 10 business names and they're all like, they're all fucking whack. <laughs> and I was just like, oh uh-huh. God, a waste of five bucks. <laughs> and then like Dr. Dean just like kind of came to me like in a dream, literally. Like, I was like running these names. Like I don't recommend you spend too much name and too much time coming up with the name. Like just let the name come to you. Like if you're really stressing over that, then you just need to sit on your hands and do something else. <laughs> but like, so Dr. Dean just came to me and I was like, yeah, that kind of has a ring to it. So then Dr. like, Dean. and then <laughs> the, the, the logo, like, because physical therapy, I want, people to bleed it's not just sitting there getting massaged like go to a massage therapist for that like Uh don't waste my fucking time like (laughs) you need to pick shit up like a kettlebell so my logo you see a little picture like an orange kettlebell and my name like modern modern uh font it's like yeah man you're gonna go to physical therapy you're gonna pick up heavy shit (laughs) so that's what what that came about but um but maintaining it i'll tell you what it was hard and um i guess looking at all the other accounts never taught me that at least as a young professional you have to put in a lot of time. You got to make sure your work or the content you're putting out there is accurate. You know, sometimes I'll reference uh, articles on specific exercises or treatments. And as a young professional, it's tough because, you know, you're just learning in the field. You know, you put in your time full time at your job. And then you come home and you work on your Instagram account or your Facebook account. And like, where's the separation from work, like work, work life balance? Mm-hmm. And it just seemed like that was taking up so much work related stuff and I was like I won't say it was official burnout but I was heading towards there and I was just like man and it's just like and then information overload because I was following so many different accounts and I was like I gotta take a break man I was like this is this is running me to the ground like trying to manage this account and you know I was answering questions from DMs like people slide my DMs like yo man my knee pain and I'm like <laughs> um do this exercise but I really need to see you to give you medical advice like uh the shit ain't free like <laughs> I wish I could do like virtual PT, like just like, I don't know, somehow just like get my hands through the screen and <laughs> work on someone's knee. But I'm like, you know, and I got so many questions. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to have sure. that soon. That's a great idea, actually. I mean, yeah. who knows, man? The tech world's booming nowadays. Like be like 
I don't know, certain like virtual gloves and then right. you stick your hands into them and they go to their virtual machine with hands sticking out a wall and they just like stick their booty on it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, okay, now I'm touching. Oh, okay. All right, yeah, great. it's no longer physical therapy in my All right, great. Now I'm going <laughs> to something else. It's like, I'm, I'm billing you two sessions for that just because, <laughs> gosh, I can't even imagine. But, but since you're here, so I sprained my ankle like three times and this is why I actually invited you because I'm, I'm an injury-prone individual. Okay. I sprained my ankle walking down the street last week, and I sprained it twice playing basketball, and I don't know why, and I think... This is not interesting, Radio. Well, I'm just saying. No, just go with it. I'm just saying. I'm just asking. So here, here's my advice, and I'm going to go old school, like like old school doctor advice. Don't walk on sidewalks and don't play basketball ever again. Solid. Solid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but doctors used to give advice like that. Hey, doc, it hurts when I do this. Well, then don't do that. Oh, right. Like, uh, thanks. No, but so ankle, ankle sprains, inversion ankle sprain is probably the most common lower extremity injury in like all the sports, like almost life. Uh-huh. You know, you, you hit a sidewalk a wrong way, boom, ankle sprain. You uh, land, jumping up for a rebound on someone's foot, boom, ankle sprain. Um, when they're repetitive in that, honestly, like you got to look up, up and down the chain, like, People think, oh, you know, ankle sprains are simple. I believe there's a New York Times article saying, like, physical therapy versus, like, home treatment. That home treatment is no better. And I'm just like, hmm. So this is a really, really dumbed-down version of what people think we actually do. So if you came to my office for ankle sprain, one, yeah, you mean, you're in pain. Your ankle fucking hurts. So I'm going to obviously spend some attention there, but I'm looking at how everything moves up up and down the chain. Mm -hmm. Because I'm pretty sure since those repetitive ankle sprains, like, you change your movement pattern. So I'm like, okay, so now your knees are doing something different, your hips are doing something different, your back is doing something different. And like just putting you in certain positions, like watching you do a squat might be different. Watching you do a lunge, just like watching your hip mobility might change. I'm like, okay, I got to adjust those things and make sure they're on point, they're clicking, connect chain's working before you go back and do something else and sprain that ankle again. So the uh, ankle is just the tip of the iceberg, if you think of that. Underneath the water, the iceberg is a lot bigger. It's a painful iceberg. You're exactly. Fucked, yeah. That's awful. <laughs> pretty 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 much. I mean, I sprained my ankles over twenty times between the two, had ankle surgery. Oh my god. So I've been there, done that. But ankle sprains, they start out simple. Address them early. If you don't, go see a PT. Oh man. Okay. That'll um, be two hundred two hundred fifty dollars, by the way. <laughs> Not kidding. Free sessions, free <laughs> sessions for the podcast. You can follow Dr. Deem at Dr. Deem on no underscores or anything, right? Just straight. Uh, I think there's an underscore on my Twitter handle. I mean, like someone like took Dr. Deem and I was like, I, want, I hit him up. I was like, Why? can I please have like Dr. Deem? And like, I look at his name. It's like something different. I was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, so you can follow me at Dr. Deem on Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook. And yeah, that's it. And can people come to you for, like, if they need work, like, pay you, obviously, professional, pay you for workout plans, therapy, anything of that sort? Yeah, anything of that nature. Uh, You can find me. My my main job is at Physio Fitness Physical Therapy down in Soho, corner of uh, Houston and Broadway. But I do do private treats. Um, You just hit me on any of those social media platforms and we'll arrange, like, a home treatment. And uh, I can do personal training. um, Track and field training. He's Um, had famous clients, people. What? What? A few, a few, but um, you know, I treat everybody the same. You know, uh, a body's a body. Uh, God made them all the same. Like and, best uh, picture Academy Award winning patients. That's all I'm gonna say. Thank, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the shout out. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a few. You might have heard of them.
Greg Gatsby, Titanic. All right, man. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> so something know. like that. You were like, oh, if you're jumping the pool, you might as well just cannonball in there. Right, right. Uh, I'll let your imagination run wild. Uh, that's awesome. Um, word and follow us. Follow us. Follow you. Go do, follow do, me do your handles. at Sunday Saline on Instagram and Twitter. Um, Spelling will be in the title. Yeah, we'll, you'll figure that out. It's history lesson. And unsolicited advice on Facebook, UA Podcast on Instagram. Hit that, yeah. And uh, at Evans Lame on Twitter. A lot of self-confidence from this corner. Cool. <laughs> uh, I love and it. And we out. I love it.